Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Peripheral neuropathy, a result of damage to your peripheral nerves, often causes weakness, numbness, and pain, usually in your hands and feet. It can also affect other areas of your body. Your peripheral nervous system sends information from your brain and spinal cord to the rest of your body. Our guest today was diagnosed with neuropathy 10 years ago and was told she would be in a wheelchair within five years. But with the use of cannabis oil... She is defying conventional medical wisdom. And joining us today from Colorado is Stacy Scholes. Stacy, it's good of you to tell your story. We appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Now, how much better do you feel today compared to when you were not yet using cannabis oil? Oh, 100% better. 100% better? I, yeah, I, I have many problems with the neuropathy, especially with being able to walk. When did you, you feel your an- ankles and feet? It's really hard to remain steady. You couldn't feel your ankles and feet. Correct. Now, when did you first notice that things weren't quite right with you? Oh, uh, that was about 2005. I do a lot of um, crocheting as a hobby, and my hands were there was a lot of pain and i figured it was just from crocheting too much so i stopped and you know four months later there the pain was still there so i kind of got the idea it might be something else were your feet bothering you at this point too or just your hands my feet were bothering me but it wasn't as noticeable as my hands i mean they had patches that really hurt little areas on on my feet that if I walked around barefoot, it was like uh, walking on glass in these these little small areas. That's the best way I can describe it. And of course, those areas grew larger and larger until it was encompassed the whole foot. And you weren't crocheting with your feet, were you? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I haven't learned that one yet. (laughs) Well, what was this pain like? Was it a, a tingling? Was it painful? Originally, yeah. Originally, it started out as as tingling, so you know you just ignored it. But then it was almost like you were walking on the tips of needles or you know thumbtacks, and then it became sharper and a deeper pain in the area. Uh, like I said, it, it spread eventually to cover both feet so that walking was extremely painful. After this condition kept getting worse, you, you went to the mm-hmm. doctor. What did the doctor tell you? Well, originally, they, the uh, hands, and by this time, the hands were pretty numb. And I know this sounds wacky, and I won't make any comment about the doctor, but they tried to tell me it was from smoking. I had stopped smoking probably years previous, and that made absolutely no logical sense to me at all. 
I'd never heard anything like this, and he gave me some name that apparently uh, he said it's like wearing a glove and you can't feel it. And I kind of ignored it, but then a month later, the numbness had progressed to about the middle of my arm, uh, lower arm. So that threw out his theory totally. And then uh, he said that he thought I should see a neurologist and made a referral, and and that's how it came about. So the pain went all the way from your fingers and your hand all the way up your arm. It was increasing. Yes. So it was actually working yes. its way up your arm. It was working very rapidly, yeah. From the time that I saw the neurologist and he scheduled me for tests, uh, and then I came back. Ten days later, and in ten days, both uh, the feet and the hands had progressed another inch up. It was extremely rapid. That must have been concerning. It was, and that's when he said that he, uh, when there was no way to uh, know a medical history, uh, that uh, the only answer then would be that this was genetic. And there was nothing he could do. They could treat the pain, you know, but... And he's the one who said that I'd be in a wheelchair within five years. What did that do to you psychologically when he told you that? At first, I was kind of numb. Your brain just doesn't accept it. And uh, I eventually reached the point of accepting it because he had made it. He, he had actually said there's nothing that can be done. There's no way to stop it that there was a medication that could slow it down some so it wouldn't be as, as, you know, wouldn't progress as quickly as it was. And I had adjusted to the idea of that, and uh, a friend of ours knew that I was diagnosed with neuropathy and what the outcome was going to be. And uh, he's the one who mentioned about Phoenix Tears and... In our area I live in, he's a legal grower for marijuana because it's it's legal here. But he's the only one that I know that makes Phoenix Tears about uh, every other month, and he makes an awful lot of it. And he gives this away to anybody who has cancer and who's willing to give it a try. And I give him real credit for that. I've known him for... Nine, nine or ten years now, and he still does it. Did you try the the medication that the doctor offered you before you tried the <laughs> cannabis oil? Yes, I did, and it helped some, but <laughs> not that much. What was the medication? Uh, Anatriptyline. It's used as a. It's usually treated for psychotic episodes, but a side effect of it they had discovered actually slowed down neuropathy. So they put you on a low dose of it, and uh, it it helped some, but it wasn't going to do anything long-term. It was more a psychological thing that you think that you're doing something positive, and you're, you know, medicine is the cure for everything. How long were you on that? Oh... Probably about two years. And what was what was the I, condition I, of... I stopped taking it when I realized that the Phoenix Tears was making the change. It had nothing to do with the medication they had me on. 
so I stopped taking it. Tell us about the the cannabis oil that you you started taking. It's Phoenix Tears, and the guy that I get it from, you know, just said, you know, said you take about a grain of rice size, and I used to try and hide it in food so that I wouldn't taste it because it tastes hideous. And then eventually just got some empty gel capsules. And uh, my husband, he's the one who makes it. He uh, just starts started putting uh, the stuff in there, so it's just a pill. And how, another pill, that's how, all. And you just take this rice size every day? Um, in the beginning, for the first about three months, I took it twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. And then after three months, I went down to once a day. And I stayed on the correct dosage, you know, once a day. And it was about the size of a grain of rice. But after a couple of years, when the uh, hands came back to about 75 or 80 percent, um, I decided I didn't really need that much anymore because your body... When you're taking it that long, it already reached a tolerance level, and I needed to just maintain. And so since then, I take about uh, once a day. It's about the size of a third of a grain of rice. And even with it reduced that low, the improvement in the hands and the feet remained the same speed. It didn't decrease it in any way. So, Stacey, when you first started taking the cannabis oil, how soon mm-hmm. did you notice that it was making an improvement in your condition? Probably about three months, three to four months, I started realizing that um, my hands went back to uh, areas in my hand, not my whole hand. Uh, it started tingling again, like it tingled when it the neuropathy first came on and I thought that was odd but then I also realized that I could now feel at my wrists and at my ankles so it had gone down about four or five inches from where it had been when I started and it just increased it took a while for my hands to come back to a uh what I considered a, an acceptable acceptable range, but the oddest thing I remember when when all of a sudden I could feel in my hands again, I spent about three days going around touching everything because uh-huh. I could feel texture again. It had been ten years since I could tell the difference between something like corduroy or denim, you know, because uh-huh. of the texture, and that was really cool. No doubt. <laughs> got it back. Yeah. Stacy, did and you? My husband, yeah, go ahead. Did you ever use creams, cannabis creams, or apply it topically at all? Yes, I did, and I really didn't see much. I didn't know. To be honest, I didn't see any difference using the cream at all. So you needed to ingest it, ingest oil? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably worked some, but nothing like ingesting it. Yeah, well, it sounds like, you know, pardon my expression, but it sounds like you were pretty far gone with neuropathy. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I think it's true. I would have been in a wheelchair. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of scary. The idea of having to accept you're going to lose your mobility, and when, especially when a doctor tells you, you know, so sad, too bad, there's nothing that can be done. 
That must have been quite exciting for you to notice that it was improving and you could actually feel things in your hands because for quite some time you couldn't feel anything. And in the notes that you sent us, you said you, you were dropping things because you just couldn't yes, feel them? because I couldn't tell how hard I was holding or, or you know, how much, how much pressure? pressure I was putting on. So I thought I was holding something and it landed on the floor. If you can't feel, you you really can't judge. Was it difficult doing things like cooking? Uh, yes, it was. But the best I can say is I managed. I had uh, my daughter and her son were living with me back then, and her, her little boy was a toddler. And she worked a full-time job, and she also went to uh, college at night. So I was virtually in charge of him the whole time. And so I... I had to cook, and I had to be able to do these things, and I just had to block the neuropathy and and find new ways to do things. Stacy, you mentioned that it receded in your hands. How uh-huh. how did it impact your feet? It receded in my feet also, but at a much slower uh, rate, and I honestly think it has to do with the uh, circulation of blood in your body, I have had uh, peripheral artery disease also and ended up having to have a lower aorta transplant. So my feet had not been receiving the correct amount of blood anyway. So obviously it wasn't getting the correct amount of the medication. But after the surgery, um, they progressed at a more rapid rate. But even now, my hands are back 100%. My feet are back about 80 85%. I figure within the end of another year, it will be 100% also. Your story about your circulation in your legs reminds me of the interview we did with a woman in Washington State who uh, injured her leg in a boating accident very mm-hmm. severely. And they were they asked her whether she wanted to have it amputated or repaired in an experimental procedure and at the time the day before she said amputated and the day she was to have the operation she changed her mind and went for the experimental surgery and she said 19 surgeries since Mm. but she said that she when she sat down she would lose the feeling in her leg and when she stood up it was like her leg was asleep you know how that feeling you get yeah and there's just kind of numbness there and what she did is she took some cannabis root, ground it up in a coffee grinder, put it in pills, took one a day, and the circulation in her leg came back. It was amazing. Wow. That is amazing. I find cannabis is an amazing natural drug. And uh, my husband, who follows your site, mentioned to me just the other day that, you know, and he's been following it for years and he's never once seen anybody say anything about neuropathy. So he asked me to do a brief little thing about what happened with me with the neuropathy and it led to this. And that led to this. That led to this. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. We haven't had many people on. Um, Corey, can you recall anyone who had neuropathy? I don't think so. No. I know there's lots of people out there that have neuropathy, either as a Mm -hmm. result of chemotherapy, as a result of diabetes. 
But mm-hmm. I don't think we've spoken to somebody who specifically had neuropathy. So you're our first, Stacy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you're our guinea pig. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It works for me, and I hope other people with neuropathy will at least try it. Steve- I mean, I can't guarantee it will work, but it worked well for me. That's what I say, and I'd like to get the word out. Stacy, when you had this condition and it was at its worst, and what was it like for you to walk? Uh, very difficult. I ended up getting braces for my ankles just at a, uh, a, a drugstore. And when I wore them, it was easier to walk. But when you can't control your ankles at all, it's almost impossible to, to walk or balance. And the uh, ankle braces helped enough that I could still get around, but it wasn't going to be for much longer. Did you fall at all? Um, I think two times, yes. And do you? But you know, you, you learn, and like when I walked, I tried to always have something to hold on to. I also had a cane to help with the balance. You know, you just adapt. Unfortunately, you accept negative outcomes. Yeah, it surprises me that some people are unwilling to experiment with improving their health. And I'm speaking specifically of cannabis now. They just go along uh-huh. with they just go along with what the doctor said, and the doctor said that you would be in a wheelchair in 5 years and judging from the story that you've told us and the progression of your neuropathy, you probably would be in a very restrictive state in a wheelchair today oh most definitely i think my legs and arms would be 100 percent dead to me yeah that's incredible now when you when you started taking the cannabis oil did you get high oh yeah you do um that's one thing that i've recommended people try it that have cancer in that and i always give them the warning that you know, it took me about 10 days to adjust to the having all that in my system. And that was very difficult for me. I spent 10 days totally out of it. <laughs> I remember my husband asking me questions, and I was literally drooling, and I had the answer in my head, but I couldn't get it out. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then, you know, after about five days, it wasn't quite as bad. And by the 10th day, um, I wouldn't say I got high, but a drinker would say it was like a buzz, you know. Mm-hmm. So you were building up and a then, tolerance to it. Exactly. And by two months, it, it truly didn't affect me anymore physically. That's why we tell people then, to start slowly, start slow, build up slowly. Yeah, I should have, but, you know, I just... You, I you just went for it. it. And <laughs> I, I did exactly what the guy who gave it to me said. You know, it was, you know, he told me to take the size of a grain of rice twice a day for three months and then reduce it to once a day and that would take care of it. You know, he was right. He just didn't... I don't think he knew that I had very limited experience with any type of pot, and it yeah. really that's a it, that's a it, fairly big starting dose, or can yeah, be, I guess certainly so. can be for some people. Well, it was for me. I was like a zombie. But you live to talk about it, and you have feelings. I did, and that's the important part of it. 
Did you notice any other changes as a result of taking the cannabis oil? Um, no, I really didn't. I, but then again, I was sleeping most of the time. You know, that when my body adjusted to it, I didn't have what they call the munchies or any of that stuff. It just made me very tired and and very slow. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, the first the first time I did it, uh, Stacey, I, I took too much and <laughs> slept quite a bit and had uh, dreams that I never thought would happen and I haven't had since. <laughs> I, I warned him. Did you have dreams too? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I can't. I honestly can't answer that question. I was so out of it. <laughs> and by the time I started coming back, no, I wasn't having dreams. But I wouldn't be surprised if I did. You know, I, I just don't remember. <laughs> oh dear! You didn't want to go to any rock concerts or anything. No, no, no. I just wanted to sleep. Now, have you been? Wondered you... how long it will be till my brain came back. Have you been back to your, your sorry? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it came back. My brain <laughs> has. Uh, have you gone back to your doctor at all? No, I haven't been back to see the neurologist at all. Although I, I wouldn't object to it now. The reason I didn't go before is because I didn't want to. He, he's uh, a senior doctor, shall we say. And uh, I did not want to have to explain to him that I had been using an illegal product for the improvement. <laughs> but now that, you know, it's legal here, I wouldn't mind seeing him at all and telling him how I how it went away. Well, uh, when your feet are 100%, you should go in and kick up your heels and yep. <laughs> say, do you remember me? <laughs> well, I know I could never... Uh, I'd never be diagnosed with neuropathy now, even with my feet the way they are. I know the test, and I know I'd, I know there's no way that I would come out with neuropathy. What is the test? Well, there was a lot of... Uh, the, the one he does in the office is a, the simple one, is they take a sharp object and they just poke it all over your hand, and they mark those spots that you don't feel, and same with your feet. And, you know, the chances I'm hitting a spot on my foot that doesn't respond is pretty low. So I'm impressed, Stacy. And if he sent me to the hospital to have the tests run again, it would be the same problem. I'd never, <laughs> I'd never be called having neuropathy. Yeah, if someone did the test on you today, it'd say, what the hell are you doing? That hurts. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I'd be more than happy to tell them how... What I did to treat it and how well it worked for me. Stacy, have you talked to other people with neuropathy about the use of cannabis? Beg your pardon? Have you talked to other people about uh, who have neuropathy about the use of cannabis? I don't know anybody else who has neuropathy. Oh, okay. I've known different people that have cancer, and I've talked to them about the cannabis and the ones that were interested. I refer to my friend who also supplied them. I've known three people that were at uh, stage four cancer. Two of them were lung cancer and one was uh, stomach cancer. And all of them are 100% cancer-free. And they went on the protocol of 30 grams in 90 days? 60 grams. I'm sure they had to follow the same thing I did. (laughs) And, you know, the only difference was I warned them. 
you're just going to be out of it for about two weeks, and then all of a sudden you'll be fine again. Yeah, I don't know where they're. I got 30 grams. Reminds me, remember we did the interview with the people in Milwaukee with the father and daughter, and she transposed the numbers. She said, gave yes. them 90 grams in, in 60, 60 days. days. Yeah, But it worked. Whoa. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> well, it worked. What did he have? That's what counts. He had, he had colon cancer with a big six-inch tumor, and then they spread it all to the bladder and prostate. Remember? Oh, oh yeah. Right? And yeah, they, yeah. They wanted to remove his bladder and, and prostate, yeah. Yeah. and they just wanted to gut him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah he got turned around. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's, Good fi- he, he's fine today. So if, uh, you know, if you want to take 90 grams in 60 days, go for it. Well, uh, yeah, well, like I said, mine was bad, too, but you get past it, and it worked. And that's all I cared about. It worked. Stacy, when do you think you'll be 100%? When will, when will the neuropathy dissipate in your feet? I think it will be gone within a year. My guess would be in the springtime. You, you say your feet are about 85% back? Yeah. Yeah. And your hands are 100 Beg your pardon? Are your hands 100% back? Oh, they're 100. Oh, yeah. They've awesome. been 100 for about two years now. Wonderful. So are you back crocheting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I find that very relaxing for me. So so, and you're I able do to do that? Oh, yes. No problem. Wow. It's, uh, That's awesome. Back to how I used to do it as a teenager. And intricate stuff I can do, you know, like, gee, I can thread a needle and... So and did you ever think you Stacy did you ever think you'd get back to that point of being able to do that? Uh not without the uh Phoenix Tears I wouldn't. Where do you think you'd be today if you hadn't done Phoenix Tears? Do you think you'd be in a chair? In a wheelchair. Yeah. Probably in a nursing home because I wouldn't be able to take care of myself and it would be too much for my husband to handle. Yeah. Has your husband tried but cannabis I, oil? No, you know, he doesn't uh take it at all. He doesn't smoke pot, anything. So, you know, when he was the one that encouraged me to, you know, his thing was, uh, if you don't, you'll never know if you don't try. So. Well, there you go. You got to shoot that back at him. You'll never yeah, know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't have any health issues and he just doesn't have any issue with it anymore. Oh, that's good. So, Stacey, when you hang yeah. up, when you hang up from this interview, go tell your husband uh-huh. that we suggested he start taking it just to see what happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him, but I doubt he'll do it. <laughs> he, he's uh, like I was. He, I don't think he's. He told me he tried it a couple of times when he was in his twenties, and uh, it would knock him out, even a small dose. And he didn't want to be. He wants to be clear-headed. And luckily, so do I. I didn't enjoy being high like that. No, I think it's uh, it's a fabulous story that you have reversed your neuropathy through actually a very small dose. A very of, small dose. Of cannabis oil. And yeah. over a lengthy period, and by next spring, you'll be 100%, which I think really defies conventional medical wisdom. That oh, 100%. 100%, exactly. That's great. Exactly, I know. I know. They give you a very negative outcome. And, you know, the only thing I really wanted to emphasize also is that it's not a quick cure. It literally took years, but it's worth it. 
Absolutely. You've got to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. And like I said, I know it works. And I also know that the very low dosage I take, it still works. Well, as it did when I was taking a full dose once a day. I wonder, too, so, Stacy. you know, a couple of things. Everybody's different, so it's taken you this long, but it might not take somebody as long as you. Um, the other thing is, I wonder, I can't help wondering what would have happened and how fast this would have gone away had you been increasing your dosage on a regular basis. Those are just a couple of thoughts that go through my mind. I've wondered that also, but I also, I think that when your body becomes adjusted to it, the low dose doesn't seem to affect at all with me the uh, speed of the recovery. Mm-hmm. And if I had known that, I would have gone to half a dose probably, you know, at about year five. But Stacey, you know, a very, how, how do you know? <laughs> that's right. How do you know? Stacy? very inspiring story. Good to talk to you. And we wish you all the best in the future. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks a lot. It was good talking to you. Thank you so much, Stacy. Okay. I'll keep following you on the web. Okay, <laughs> okay. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one talk at a time.